It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last just... Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist, licensed nutritionist. And today's show is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and counseling. You know, every day as I head home from work, I marvel that as we teach people how to eat real food, their health gets better, their asthma goes away, or their depression and anxiety goes away, or their aches and pains disappear. Eating real food several times a day is such a simple concept but it works, and we have come to understand that eating real food is a new concept to most people. You know, this morning we're broadcasting live at the Noka Hennepin Community Wellness Days right here in Blaine at the Roosevelt Middle School. So welcome to all of you who got up early this morning. <laughs> Hi there, and uh, thank you for coming, and thank you for joining us. So, you know, I brought along a couple of two very popular co-hosts today. So meet Anna Derhock, who is a licensed nutritionist with a master's degree in nutrition, and she sees clients in our St. Paul location. She teaches many of our weight and wellness classes as law, and also our nutrition for weight loss. And she's also a mother of three young children and proudly, and I have to say this very strongly, proudly, feeds her kids only real foods. Right, Anna? Yes, So that's for sure. Welcome today. And Thank I know a you. couple of people came just to see you. <laughs> Good morning, Faye. <laughs> Thank you so much. I love it. Um, yes. And I think it's so important. And I would say Good morning to them, but they're not up, unfortunately. They're not like Cassie's kids. <laughs> oh they're not like, kids oh, up to, right. we listen to mom. So. But good morning, everyone. Thank you all for coming. Um, but yeah, I think it's so important that we teach anyone that we con- come in contact with, and all of us feel that way, about real food. You know, it's, uh, you know, real protein such as the steak and chicken and mm. eggs. Um, and then just focusing on real carbs. You know, a lot of times we think of carbs as bread and and uh, pasta, but it's really the sweet potatoes and the vegetables that most of us don't get enough of. So, And we say this message over, uh, over, and, over and over and over. It's almost like it's super redundant, but it's so important because we, we have problems eating vegetables. So we have to say it over and over. And, you know, I don't, you know, and it's just, we have to hone in on fat too, because fat is super important. And it's not the, you know, the the vegetable oils, like they say, are so healthy. It's the coconut oil and the butter and the olive oil and and avocados. So things that we t- tend to avoid because we think are unhealthy, but they're the most nourishing. So, so Anna, do you have a life-changing story about one of your clients? By oh, I have chance? many. Yes. <laughs> um, but the one I'm going to talk about today is George. and That's he- a made-up name. <laughs> I figured because I'm like, I don't know if I have a, but yeah, we, we want to keep our privacy for our clients. So, um, but one of my clients will call him George, um, had really bad ongoing sinus problems and, um, he got severe headaches from them and then he'd get sinus infections and they go away, but then they'd come right back. 
And so, Anna, how in the world does food affect sinuses? <laughs> Come on now. I mean, isn't that something else? Well, we think so, but it's not. It really does have to do with what you're putting in your mouth. So George was a beer and pizza lover. Okay. So two foods that often can lead to sinus problems. And a lot of times it's the dairy and the gluten that cause sinus infections. So, and it leads so, to... So how did you help him? Well... I influenced him to get get off the beer. How did you do that? That's the question, but we don't have to go into detail. Sometimes it's harder than you think, right? Um, so he did. He he gave up his beer, and he and I told him he can have wine occasionally, just not as much often as he was doing the beer. And he got rid of his pizza, and he started doing more of this, the steak, and he made chicken salads and all these things. And really, I mean, I also gave him something called... Um, grapefruit seed extract or we call it liquid advantage and it's just an anti-yeast product totally natural obviously it comes from grapefruit seed so and it's um it, it actually cleared up within um two or three months he was free of sinus infections and headaches and all these things that he was dealing with so it was fairly quick for him so you know another thing that if you're dealing with a lot of sinus and problems and you're not a beer drinker and you don't mm-hmm. eat pizza we have another <laughs> product that's called aquaflora that is yes, very very successful treating sinus problems and uh in a couple of months or even a month or even a couple of weeks they're gone so but you gotta you gotta get the right food going in yes and get the sugar out that's the biggest thing So. so it's so interesting that these very simple food changes can dramatically improve your health so i asked cassie to join us today she is uh a registered and licensed dietitian, and she sees clients at our Maple Grove office. And I think everybody knows Cassie because she says hi to her kids when she's <laughs> on Dishing Up Nutrition. That's me. But really, Cassie, I think the most important thing is you are an expert at helping people with acid reflux, GERD, and gluten sensitivities. In fact, you even sent me something this weekend or this couple of days ago oh, about... Was I in my soapbox a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> so welcome yes. to the show, Cassie. Thank you. It's been hard to keep quiet over here while you guys are talking back and forth. And I do have to say hello to my two biggest fans listening back home because I know they have their ears tuned into the radio. So hello to Riley, my seven-year-old, and Rissy, my five-year-old. And Dar, I promised them. They asked me several times, will you tell Dar? Riley wants me to tell you, the other day his dad made him turkey breakfast sausage. He uh-huh. ate more than his dad. Oh, that's good. His dad is 6'4". He's a first, <laughs> Riley's a first grader. So this Whoa. was a big deal at our house. And we always talk about the importance of animal protein, or mm-hmm. I do anyway, with the kids. So that was a big deal to him, and he knew it would impress Dar. So I had to pass that <laughs> on. And then the other day, Rissy made her own salad recipe, my five-year-old, and she wants me to give it to Dar. So I have it written down. I just have to type it up and get it to you, but I promised her I would talk about that on the radio today. You know, and she's one that, you know, she's five. She doesn't typically eat a salad. If I make a salad, I make a different vegetable for the kids, but I was eating a salad and she wanted to mix up her own ingredients. So it was a little messy, but I let her and it was good. She had romaine in there and... 
<clears throat> excuse me, mandarin oranges, ranch dressing, a few other things, and mixed it all up. And do you know she ate it? Oh, that's great. So if you See? let the kids in the kitchen, that's yeah. right. Sometimes, that yeah, you just have yep. to have the healthy foods available to them. So, so now, do you have a client story about some life changing event or no, well, never? Huh? <laughs> right, right. My reaction is like Anna. Well, which one do I choose? Oh, yeah. And Dar had warned us ahead of time. She wanted us to have a client story to share. And I was thinking, oh, which one do I pick? Well, we're north of 94, so I thought, well, I'll pick somebody up here north of 94. And I'm going to use her real name because she's been on the show with me, and I know she would love a shout-out. So I have a story about Amy Young from Elk River, and she came to see me. I didn't look at her file before I came today, but it's been probably a little over a year ago. And one of the first things she said when she got into my office was, I have been overweight all my life. And I remember her saying the thing is, Cassie, I never really overate. I don't ever remember overindulging, but I was always overweight. And at the age of eight, she was 200 pounds. Mm -hmm. And you can imagine in her lifetime on every diet in the book. And she was actually successful at one point when her company had an incentive type program where you could win a trip. (laughs) And Amy loves to travel. So she was really exercising vigorously and really watching her portion sizes. And she lost some weight, but then hit a plateau. And that's when she came to see me. And as we talked that first visit, it just became very evident that she had probably been insulin resistant since... Since her birth. Since her birth. Which is something that happens to many people. We're learning more about that, right? Yes, Yes, because of, uh, yeah, things that are passed on from the mom, knowingly or unknowingly. So, yeah, she was probably insulin resistant from birth. And when I explained the science of that to her, that really made sense to her. And that helped to empower her to choose the right foods for her biochemistry. And we worked on healing that insulin resistance as well. And she started losing those last 50 plus mm-hmm. pounds. She had a goal weight of 174. And if I re- remembering right, the last time I talked to her, she was a little below wow. that goal wow. weight. And she looks great. If you want to see Jeez, an amazing before and after picture, go to our website, weightandwellness.com and click on Amy's story. Cause it, I was showing my little five-year-old cause she was in the office with me last night and she didn't even think they were the same people. <laughs> And just a wonderful person that has become my friend. So mm-hmm. hello to Amy, and I have to say hello to her husband, John, because he's always by her side, too, <laughs> and I know awesome. they're listening. Mm-hmm. So nice story, nice story. You know, mm-hmm. our topic today is actually food mood, the food mood connection. So how many of you have noticed that when you eat certain foods that you become sad, depressed, maybe a little anxious, even irritable? Or think about what those foods are. Have you, are you thinking about those? <laughs> what makes you kind of down? I know a lot of clients tell me that when they have their Sunday morning breakfast of pancakes and, you know, the log cabin syrup. <laughs> that really isn't Not the maple, good syrup, maple syrup, but the, the flavoring of it, right? Um, that they, they kind of feel, they almost feel exhausted, you know, fatigue. Um, they don't want to do, they have no motivation to do anything that day. And it kind of ruins their whole day. And it, and it just started, you know, and, and then they get the blues at 2 p.m. and they're ravenous and they're eating everything in the cupboard. You know, it's so raise of hands a who good, after a breakfast of pancakes feels tired mid-morning, right? <laughs> yeah, there's some biochemistry going on there. And maybe some of you have noticed, too, that you kind of get the blues after a morning of pancakes or, a, you know, big old Perkins muffin, whatever <laughs> it might true, be. Yeah. 
And it's something that we talk a lot about on Dishing Up Nutrition. It's a blood sugar problem. Yes, and that's very simple. And I'm wondering... If we maybe should take a quick break here. Oh my goodness, glad somebody's watching the clock. I'd like to talk. (laughs) You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. I have a little food for thought here before we go to break. Are you looking for some answers for your nutrition questions? Or maybe you're wanting an actual solution to a specific health problem? Or maybe you need continuing education credits, a nurse, registered dietitian. Or maybe like many of the people I hang with, you just love learning about nutrition. Well, I have the class for you. We have our Weight and Wellness Weekend Series coming up. Some of you have probably heard of our six-week Weight and Wellness Series. Well, we're putting it all into one weekend for people that can't commit to those six weeks. And we will be in Duluth. I say we, but I'm not driving up (laughs) north when it's this cold, but... Somebody's going to be in Duluth February 2nd and 3rd teaching the weight and wellness series. And then also in the office I work out of in Maple Grove, we're going to offer it Friday night, March 1st, and then all day Saturday, March 2nd, and then part of the day Sunday, March 3rd. So if you're interested in getting some great nutrition information, call 651-699-3438 to sign up, or you can go online to weightandwellness.com. And we'll be right back. It's the time of year when everyone wants to diet. The trick is choosing the right one. Now, there are those plans that say, eat whatever you want. Well, that's kind of what got you here in the first place, right? How about getting to the bottom of why you want what you want? Because there was a time when people didn't want that stuff. Mac and cheese, bagels, cookies, chips. Yeah, mostly because they didn't exist. But obesity didn't really either. The challenge these days is to either avoid those foods, which can be torture, or stop craving them, which might sound kooky, but is entirely possible, and your best chance for success. The folks at Nutritional Weight and Wellness can help you make it happen without pills, points, or packages. Just real food. It's sciency, not sexy, but you can be. To sign up for Nutrition for Weight Loss, call Nutritional Weight and Wellness at 651-699-3438 or visit weightandwellness.com. Well, welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. We're out and about this morning broadcasting live from Roosevelt Middle School in Blaine, Minnesota, helping celebrate Anoka Hennepin Wellness Day. If you have a question... You guys, I want you to come up and step up to the mic and ask away. And at 9.30 to 10.30 today, I will be teaching the Food Mood class right here in this room. And also from 11.30 to 12.30, you can join me as I teach Eating Fast Without Fast Food. For out-of-town listeners, this is a great time to get to know us better. We can proudly say that 95% of our participants improve their health when they take our Weight and Wellness series. Follow what we teach, and we guarantee that you will feel better. So just call 651-699-3438 or go to Weight and Wellness, and you can actually sign up for our Weight and Wellness series in Duluth or in Maple, Maple Grove. Grove. And I'm teaching part of the Maple Grove one. Oh, so okay. Please come out oh, and have fun. Yes. Come to Maple Grove. <laughs> so we have a question. Someone's coming up to ask us a question. Good morning. Good morning, Dar. My name is Linda, and I'm a recent retiree. I have an extremely active day today. I was up by about 5.30 this morning. Yes, me too. And (laughs) (laughs) 
um, have the privilege of being here at um, this seminar today and um, need to quickly go home, kind of readjust and go on to a, an evening with friends and a concert. Might you tell me some good foods that I could not only start my day with, but kind of maintain my energy throughout the day? Oh, that's a good one. Who yeah. wants to start with that one? Oh, well, <laughs> oh, I have so many ideas. Um, turkey breakfast sausage is one of our favorites recently at our house. And if I have leftover sweet potatoes, I'll have a half a cup of sweet potato, put some coconut oil on there is one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. You could put some butter on there. I always like to say the magic number is three, whether we're talking about breakfast or a snack or any other meal. Magic number three, meaning a protein, a carb, and a healthy fat for your best energy, your best moods. Um, You know, and then if you can get some light vegetables in there too, that's always good. I try to keep raw red bell pepper strips in the fridge so I can just grab those and munch on them in the morning with my Mm -hmm. breakfast. Um, That's one of my favorite ways to start the day. Yeah. Well, you know, we have a big, big, long day today too. And so in my car, I have packed... A salad with meat on it and a fruit. And so I'm ready to go after this because my day continues. So it doesn't stop at 1 o'clock. It continues. Yep. And I know I have, similar to Dar, I made salmon cakes a couple days ago. And so I'm going to throw that on some romaine leaves with cucumbers and peppers and some good balsamic vinaigrette. And I know... Um, I have a busy day with clients, so I have my beef sticks and my clementine and my almonds for oh, snack. We got all those things too. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So, so yeah, I mean, you just have to pack up and yeah. take things with you. Yeah, that's all it is. It's, it's planning. Yeah, it really is. And it's buying a cute lunch bag. So oh that yeah, you have something fashionable to run out the door. <laughs> that's with. right. That helps. You have a lot of food when you leave yeah. the house. Yeah. Yes. So you know, before break, we were talking about if you eat pancakes. What happens to you? Well, you know, when you know that pancakes are made out of flour, right? Yeah. And we know that the flour turns into glucose or sugar in our bodies. And what happens is up goes your blood sugar. And then what happens, Cassie? Your body releases a lot of insulin in response. I always think of insulin as the little man in your bloodstream that comes along when there's sugar. And that little man's job is to pick up those sugar molecules and get them out of your bloodstream in the effort that you don't have diabetes. So you eat something like pancakes that turn into a lot of sugar, too much sugar, you're going to release too much of this little man called insulin. And he usually does his job very effectively. And he, Mm -hmm. if you reach release too much of him, he clears that sugar from your bloodstream very fast. And so you go from this high from eating those pancakes to this low. Yeah. And then you feel... You feel, Not so great. You feel junky, and then you you almost need another pick me up, and usually you go to carbs. So, again, it's it's almost like um, you're you know you're you're not you're using up your serotonin faster because you're spiking your blood sugar, and as soon as that blood sugar crashes, serotonin does too. So, has anyone ever experienced that? You know, your blood sugar goes up, and then it comes crashing down, and then you feel really tired. You feel maybe a little anxious. Maybe you feel irritable mm-hmm. and <laughs> that's a big one <laughs> right yeah. i used to think i had an irritating husband at five o'clock <laughs> that's before i found nutritional weight and wellness and i'd walk in the door with a low blood sugar now that i work here i realize he's a nice guy <laughs> <laughs> so i think linda you had a great question and so if other people have any other questions on food mood we welcome you to come up and ask ask away 
So if not, we will just keep going here then. All right. Well, you know, I'm thinking of my clients. I don't think a week goes by that I don't have a client that comes in and says either I'm a stress eater. I'll hear that a lot. Maybe some of you can relate. Or they'll say I'm an emotional eater. Anyone ever hear that one? (laughs) You know, the person that when you're feeling a little down or you feel like you have the blues, you go for a cookie or a piece of cake or a donut. But you have to step back and ask yourself, does that cookie or that donut take away the sadness or Um, does it just make it worse? Right. Uh And we know sugar for most people, you know, it increases the low moods. It, it it highly um, increases anxiety. And I know uh, from past experience that it does that for me. So I find that if, you know, my clients, you know, once they start eating more balanced and they get the protein in there, um, they feel a lot better. But I do know that most of my clients say, well, I can't stop with just one cookie. Like as soon as they start, they want one cookie after another. And it's like this compulsiveness of, you know, they, they have no control. How many of you have ever felt like that? You're out of control. You can't stop yourself. Um, and that, that again, can be the, um, the sugar and, and, and then the crash. So, and some people call that the cookie monster comes out (laughs) in them. Actually, does that ever happen to people? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yep. so, you know, it's so interesting. A lot of times we have women, particularly women, and they're, they're managing large companies or large departments in companies, and everything is going fine until they start with the cookies at home. Mm-hmm. Or if it isn't a cookie, it's a piece of candy or it's, you know, M&Ms or something. So it's it's really confusing for them. They say, how can this be happening to me? How can I possibly manage a whole company? And when I can't home, I can't manage the cookie monster, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Yeah. So, you know, what happens to people, they get sad because they're out of control and they feel guilty. And then they call themselves emotional leaders. And what is it really? What is really going on when that happens to people? Right. There, there's real biochemistry there. Mm-hmm. And that biochemistry starts with what you're choosing to put in your mouth right from the start of the day. Yep. And I mean, I don't know, there's some interesting facts, Dar. Did you want to say something? No, no, quick? go ahead. Okay. So this is, this is kind of specifically talking about antidepressants and um, like Prozac or Zoloft, there's quite a few out of, out there and, um, they are the most prescribed or some of the most prescribed drugs. I'm sure statins are up there too, but, and antacids, the ulcer medications, right? Um, but they are one of the most prescribed drugs in the U S and it's unfortunate because antidepressants don't necessarily help us make our serotonin, even though we kind of think they do. And so what really makes brain chemicals? Anybody know it's something you eat? It's protein. Mm-hmm. Yes, animal protein specifically. The steak and those eggs and the turkey sausage and, you know, um, chicken, all those things, fish. Those all make our good brain chemicals that help us with our, with, with our um, moods. So very, very important for building blocks. And I think, Anna, that is a very new concept for most people. Mm-hmm. Because they really do believe that it's an antidepressant that is, is helping, that helping them make their brain chemicals. Right. When it isn't, it is what we're putting in our mouth again. That's right. And, Dara, we need to take a break. Oh, all right. Oh. So um, <laughs> you are listening to Dish and Nutrition. 
Did you realize that when you are deficient in the mineral magnesium, you often experience low moods? Magnesium is one of the most main, it's the main mineral in the brain. So it's very important for memory and for, you know, um, calming down the moods. And if you're deficient in it, you can experience quite a few things. Um, insomnia, anxiety, like I just said, um, high blood pressure because it helps relax muscles. So anything that's a muscle, it can, it can, you know, if you're low, it can constrict. Or how many of you have chocolate cravings? <laughs> so if you if you have chocolate cravings, a lot of times that can be related to um, magnesium too. So um, if you have questions for us today, please come on up. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. Has anybody made a New Year's resolution to lose weight? That's always a popular New Year's resolution, right? Well, if you've looked at the calendar, it's almost the end of January. So if you've made that New Year's resolution and you haven't gotten very far yet, you might want to consider our Nutrition for Weight Loss program. It's a very wonderful program. We get rave reviews on it. One of the great things is, as part of this program, you get to meet with a nutritionist, one of us at one of our five locations, for two hours. So you really get an individualized plan that will work for your metabolism and your biochemistry. And then in addition, you meet for 12 weeks, one hour each time, in a small group setting with an instructor, and you get knowledge, which, you know, that's one of Dar's philosophies. Let's give people the knowledge so we empower them to make the right food choices lifelong. But you also get that class support. You get other people that are reaching for that same goal you are, and you get to share recipes and talk about what's working and what's not. It really is a great series, and we have classes starting the beginning of February. February 11th, the series will be starting in YZ. February 12th, it will be starting in North Oaks and in Maple Grove. And then February 13th, we have a series starting in St. Paul and February 16th down in Lakeville. And if you join three months from now, you will be happy with your success. You can call 651-699-3438 to sign up, or you can do it online at weightandwellness.com. So we have some people that have questions for us. So come on up. Be a superstar. Yeah, but... (laughs) Superstar. <laughs> Hi there. Hi. My name is Destiny, and I manage a retail store. So mm-hmm. there's like three nights a week that I work really late. Like last night, I didn't get home till 11. Yes. And I always want something when I get home. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty good about throughout the day eating snacks and things, but I'm always either wanting to stop at fast food restaurants on the way home uh, yes. or um, just eating ice cream or I'm not a big sweet tooth right now I am but um <laughs> but uh so you want she's got a baby bump yeah okay well you know it depends on how hungry you are some people actually eat a little bit of maybe they eat a a cup of chili when they get home mm-hmm. because they really are they haven't really eaten enough through the day and so that's one idea. And other people, maybe they don't really need a lot of food. They just want to maybe have a sliced apple with some peanut butter or some almond butter on it. Um, what what are you kind of usually looking for when you're wanting to snack at night? Um, usually like something with substance. Like okay. Nachos. So you're hungry. Well, what I would say, then you need something like a bowl, of, you know, a cup or a cup and a half of chili or like our chicken wild rice soup recipe, something that really is going to satisfy you because you've probably been eating on the run the whole day and you haven't really sat down and <laughs> ate. So 
that way you can really sit down and eat and be satisfied. That would be my answer. And I think another key piece, which is maybe easier to say and harder to do, but if you're really having some cravings or really hungry when you get home, it's thinking back about what was the last time I ate. Again, magic number three, if you can eat, I know those days are busy, but if you can eat a little something every three hours, you'll come home more satisfied so that you can sit down and have half of an apple with a little peanut butter and that's enough right. and you can, you know, get to bed. Yeah, I try yeah. to eat like a snack before I leave and maybe like drink water on the way home. And that's a good idea too. Yeah. She said she tries to eat a snack and drink some water on the way home so that she's not ravenous when she walks in the door. Yep. And I think, you know, that's the thing. Everybody has different schedules these days that that they work Mm -hmm. and you have to pre-plan and figure out, okay, how am I going to handle that schedule so that you can, you know, so then you're not out of control with your eating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we have another person with a question. Yes. Awesome. Great. So yeah, pick up the mic there. That's great. Hi, my name is Nancy, and I was just wondering about uh, coconut oil. I'm allergic to coconut oil okay. and different nuts, and I was just wondering what another healthy oil would be to cook with. So who wants to handle this one? And then I won't have to talk all the time. <laughs> Anna. I can. Anna. <laughs> um, well, olive oil is a great choice, um, but you can't use it for high heat. So if you wanted to use a um, something like grapeseed oil, or are you allergic to peanuts? Certain. Okay, so don't use peanut oil. Um, but grapeseed oil, um, and just cooking with oil. organic butter. Don't yeah, you think but, if it's butter. Gotta be yeah, a butter. Yeah, butter ghee. Yep. A higher temperature. Ghee would be better for higher heat, but butter works. For and actually, too. the old-fashioned stuff that's called lard. Yes, I forget about lard. I do too. Yes. That's you know, you probably one. have to buy it at the farmer's market to get yes. real lard, but you can find it. And it's interesting to know that half of uh, lard is an monounsaturated fat, just like. Like you know, olive, olive oil. oil or avocado. Yeah, right. That's, I mean, people very, don't realize that. Healthy. But it is key yes. to get it from the farmer's market because you'll see it sometimes in a grocery store. And when you read it closely, they've put trans fats in it so that it'll have a longer shelf life. Yeah, and it's, But at the farmer's market, it would be healthy. Yeah, right. and it's usually frozen. It's not sitting on a shelf, unrefrigerated. Okay. So that's <laughs> why it's very you. important to get it from a good source. And keep it simple. So olive oil, mm-hmm. lard, and, and butter. And yeah, yep. and that's Just it. use those three and it tastes great. Definitely. So should we get back to our neurotransmitter yeah, bef- question, food mood things? Yeah, uh, probably. Okay. <laughs> Before we went to break, Anna was talking about um, some of the different antidepressants and the fact that they really don't help you make more brain chemicals. So doesn't it make sense that if you want to heal your low moods or your depression, you'd want to build up your own brain chemicals? So, so how, how do you do, you do that? that? Right? <laughs> I'm starting to that? talk like you, Darcy. Oh, my how God, do you, how do, you do, do that? that? <laughs> <laughs> well, animal protein, Anna mentioned. And so when you think about how does that work, so visualize you have that turkey breakfast sausage for breakfast, or maybe it's the eggs in the morning for breakfast. That animal protein eventually gets down into your small intestine, or what we call your gut. And down there, your body breaks it down into its very simplest components, And then amazing things happen. From there, your body makes B vitamins. Mm -hmm. B vitamins have a lot to do with decreasing anxiety levels. Mm -hmm. And from there as well, once you've broken down that animal protein into its very simplest components, your body adds some good bacteria and a few other things and makes your brain chemicals, especially serotonin. It's something like 80 to 90% of your serotonin is made in your small intestine 
if you have good digestive health Aha, and yes. if you're eating animal protein four or five times throughout the day. But, like, and I think, Cassie, you would agree, is if people are taking antacids or acid blockers, then it becomes a question about how well you are breaking down and digesting that meat and making your brain chemicals. Or anti-inflammatories, too, right. that, which inflame the gut. So it's mm-hmm. step by step. It mm-hmm. is. Getting your body so to So it's good really place. simple. If you want to feel less depressed, have more energy, mm-hmm. and a greater sense of well-being, you must eat animal protein several times a day. Mm-hmm. And as women, I think we've been trained not to do that. Why? Because we have heard that animal protein has fat in it. Mm-hmm. And oh heavens, we should never eat that. Mm-hmm. So, Cassie, what's your favorite animal protein that you love? You know the <laughs> I answer do know. to that. <laughs> Steak is my absolute favorite. Any which way, as long as it's cooked medium rare. Um, but I do love a good steak salad and a homemade ranch dressing on top. And that's my favorite. And Anna, what's your favorite, favorite, favorite? Oh, it's got to be chili. And I can honestly <laughs> say that because I eat it for breakfast. I mean, I have it all the time. Or chicken well soup, but those are my two favorites. And both of those recipes are on our website. Yes. They're created by Dar, at least in part, right? Uh-huh. Delicious. Yeah, Weightandwellness.com. Click on recipes. So, Anna, do you make your chili with turkey meat or do you make it with beef? Or beef. I'm a purist. Go beef. I go grass-fed beef. And sometimes bison, <laughs> if I can find it at a reasonable price. So, so yes. one of the things that makes me feel really calm and feeling really, really, really good is salmon. So if I have salmon, you know, salmon salad, salmon with grilled at night, baked salmon at night with maybe a little sweet potato and some asparagus, good to go. So there's a lot of delicious choices out there in the area of animal protein. So... Knowing that, now think about what a typical American breakfast is. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's cold breakfast cereal. Some of my clients come in saying they just have toast in the morning. Yep. Or maybe they just grab um, a bagel, which is what I used to do back in my college <laughs> days when I was not in a good place. <laughs> but, you know, you think of the bread, the bagels, the cold breakfast cereal, pasta, you know, even rice. There's no animal protein in those foods. And that makes me think of kids and how uh-huh. many kids are starting their day the wrong way. Yep. Do you have moody kids? Or maybe you have kids that are having trouble focusing in school. That animal protein, remember, makes our brain chemicals. And certain brain chemicals have everything to do with having good moods. There are certain brain chemicals that have a lot to do with how well focus and concentration is. So if you can have your kids as well as yourself start the day with eggs or turkey sausage they will function better, they will have a better day at school, and the teachers will love you. Yes. So I think, Cassie, we probably have have to to take another another break. break. Yes. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, but before we break, I want to say, as I think everybody in the um, live audience anyway knows, Dar over here, our fearless leader, is the founder of Nutritional Weight and Wellness, and she is the passion behind all of this, the radio show, the classes we teach, everything, and she's the driving force an inspiration to us all at an age where I think most people would be well into retirement. <laughs> Probably. Yes, truth yes. be told, and I, I won't tell your age, but um, you're looking good. I'll say yes. that. But the businessman and the technology expert behind Nutritional Weight and Wellness is her son, Corey. This business could not operate without no. him, and together, 
Together, you two have... I'm going to get teary-eyed. Together, you two have created an amazing business that I feel so blessed to be a part of. Good thing I have a Kleenex. And we just (sighs) do it to help people feel better. I mean, that's our motivation. Yes, and probably why it has flourished, because your heart is in the right place. But my point is, this week on January 30th, Corey turns another year older so from all the staff, Corey, from the bottom of our hearts, we wish you a very happy birthday. Yes, we happy do. Birthday, happy Corey. birthday, Cor. If you're like me, you try to eat right, but the definition of healthy eating seems like a moving target. Should I eat low-carb or low-fat? Do eggs and butter raise my cholesterol? Is coffee good after all? Don't rely on sound bites and infomercials for something as important as your health. You deserve recommendations based on biochemistry. Nutritional Weight and Wellness is offering My Talk 1071 listeners a complimentary e-newsletter that is chock full of nutrition information and tips. The Weight and Wellness Way newsletter provides sound information and practical strategies from a nutritionist's perspective. Learn a natural approach to healthy eating based on real whole foods you buy at the grocery store. All this and best of all, it's free. To subscribe to the complimentary Weight and Wellness Way e-newsletter, go to weightandwellness.com and enter your email address. Then watch your inbox every month for nutrition news and special offers that will help you look and feel your best. For information on other services at Nutritional Weight and Wellness, call 651-699-3438. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. We understand depression, low moods, and anxiety are just no fun. When we work with you, we problem solve to find a cause and a solution. We teach you how to eat to support your brain chemistry. We teach you how to eat to have a good night's sleep. We teach you how to eat to have good energy. We teach you how to eat to have less cravings and to have a sense of well-being. You know, real food is the magic. It's just the magic for people. Mm-hmm. And kind of going back to what we were talking about before and, you know, building up the good brain chemicals, I think about all my teacher friends and I have a brother-in-law who's a teacher and we and he talks about the things that these kids bring in for breakfast. And, you know, we wonder why we have so much anxiety. There's donuts and there's bagels and pop tarts because they can't get up in the morning because they're so exhausted, you know, cause they're not sleeping cause they have anxiety. I mean, the, and so it's, you know, just waking up and having something that high in sugar and usually high in trans fats is going to mess up our brain chemicals um, to no end. You so. know, one of my clients said that they, they carry little bags from the bakery and <laughs> you know, with I'm their, sure. with their donut or their yes. muffins and, and the school breakfast program terrible cinnamon roll or or sugared cereal and nobody is doing this with a mean heart whether it's the mother or the school food service it's what people don't know and so exactly this message is reaching some key people this morning i mean the whole message of kids needing animal protein before Mm -hmm. they start their day you know they need a couple of eggs yeah uh rather than that muffin to learn you know to function just the real carbs that's what Mm -hmm. they really need that's so. simple. You know, and if you have a busy morning, hard-boiled eggs. My five-year-old thinks it's the greatest thing to get to crack and peel her own hard-boiled eggs. So She's an independent are, girl. No kidding. <laughs> Isabel would do that. Genevieve would. I said to my husband the other day, she is the son you always wanted. She is independent, <laughs> loves to fix things, loves to go to the basketball games with dad. But awesome. yeah, You know, and before the show, we were talking about the fact that all three of us have recently mm-hmm. had a hand.
handful of maybe two handfuls yeah. of high school kids and college kids that are really dealing with some debilitating anxiety, debilitating enough that some of these college kids have dropped out of college. Some of these high schoolers, their parents have chosen to start homeschooling them because of this awful anxiety. Parents need to know that this is a nutrition problem. I know, Cassie, and it's, mm-hmm. that's something that is kind of new for a lot of people, but oh, I think really well-educated or, you know, people that are really into understanding this are bringing their kids in because they realize that this is the core problem of what's going on with their kids. Right. right. Thanks to you getting the message out. and well, we're and trying to get it out to everybody. Yeah, because I, I think back to before I came and found Nutritional Weight and Wellness, and I was a registered dietitian, had you told me anxiety was linked to nutrition, I would have looked at you like you had two heads. Well, I mean. <laughs> right? I, yeah, don't, don't start bashing. But, you know, there are so many different food connections to anxiety, but there's also a sleep piece, which is often then related back to the food. But I think especially when we're talking about high schoolers and college age, you have to first think about how many hours of sleep they're getting because the research supports that you're more at risk for anxiety and depression if you're not sleeping enough. And some of you can probably relate to that yourselves. But a lot of these kids, you know, they're not getting to bed on time. They're probably drinking several sodas a day, living on cold cereal, cereal bars, Big bowls of pasta. Right. They skip breakfast. Sometimes skip breakfast. And a lot of these kids that we've seen anyway have digestive problems as well. So all of this is linked, whether they're dealing with constipation or irritable bowel syndrome. Then they have the anxiety. Remember, we Mm -hmm. talked about earlier, you make serotonin in your digestive tract. So if there's some digestive issues and there's anxiety, well, the puzzle is fitting together. Yeah. And I mean, I... We, we all see clients like this, but the biggest thing is I, I work on their sleep because it, it, I mean, if you get their sleep on a regular schedule, they're going to feel better. They're, they're going to feel more in control about what they're eating. And also they'll be able to get up a little bit earlier to have the hard boiled egg and an apple or, you know, even make themselves some turkey sausage. So, um, I think the biggest thing is, and I go to this pretty much every time is magnesium glycinate. And I usually start with 400 milligrams. Sometimes they need more. Um, but that's like my go-to, whether, you know, they're having anxiety before they go to bed or they're waking up in the middle of the night, it's always magnesium. So, so you know, if you've got a student that's having trouble sleeping, maybe some magnesium, maybe getting them to eat a good snack before they go to bed, mm-hmm. uh, then they're rested. They can get up. They can kind of get themselves put together. They can start maybe eating some eggs and and sausage for breakfast, and then we're on the road to recovery, I think, yes, a lot right. of times. Right. You know, and I almost always will eliminate the toast or ask that student, that college student or mm-hmm. high schooler, to eliminate the toast because I find that a lot of these young people are sensitive to gluten. So if you can have those eggs and maybe have hash browns as the filler instead of the toast, or again, one of my favorites is that leftover sweet potato. If you have some kids that like sweet potatoes, much better option. One of the things that I have noticed, if I say, maybe you could eat some hash browns, and then suddenly their eyes light up because they're used to eating hash browns. Good point. Rather than sweet potatoes. (laughs) And, you know, there's nothing wrong with white potatoes, hash browns, you know. Right. In moderation. Yeah. Real food. Yep. And then also encouraging snacks 
between the days. Um, the number one cause of anxiety is low blood sugar. And if you don't keep your blood sugar um, level, you're, you're going to experience anxiety. So it's really having those snacks available. Usually it could be an orange with um, uh, maybe some almonds and then um, a Your piece beef of cheese sticks. or my beef sticks, which I love, I and I love. get them from the farmer's market. Yes. Mm, they're so good. <laughs> or you can get them from the co-op too. There's another brand too. But yes, I have those um, probably once a day. So, so it's really interesting to know that anxiety is just a symptom of poor nutrition. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. I think. You know, the two foods that are considered the worst foods to eat, French fries and soda. You know, these foods are exactly what can biochemically lead to anxiety and depression. And just think about how many people are eating soda and French fries. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that I have discovered is our young people seem to have more sensitive brain chemistries, you know, much more sensitive than in my generation. And they really need to be taught how to eat real food rather than, you know, the stuff that they're taught to eat now mm-hmm. so maybe basically to be able to function at their own potential yeah. mm-hmm. and that's that's sad when we see that they're not mm-hmm. living up to their potential right right think how smart they could be mm-hmm. yes. just get that real food in them that's right so real food is the answer but there's something else if we have a minute here to talk about a key nutrient you know this is the end of january it is absolutely frigid <laughs> out there i don't like it if my ancestors had not planted themselves here i would not be here <laughs> minnesota is cold and sometimes you get the winter blues don't you and you know what my trainer does she skips out and goes to why <laughs> so in fair. october and she's there until april because she says i need the sun or she's going to experience seasonal affective disorder mm-hmm. And people with sad, you know, or we call it winter blues, but they struggle with um, extremely low moods, um, fatigue. Um, they get the anxiety. Here's the music. Oh, oh no! So what are we saying? Vitamin D. Vitamin, vitamin D. D. Go to get Hawaii. Your sun, vitamin get your D. Vitamin D. So you probably need about um, four four thousand to five thousand IU's of vitamin D. If you're living in Minnesota or North Dakota or Wisconsin, Canada or any of those yeah, states. Yeah, you'll feel better. So thanks for coming, Thank everyone. You. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.